0: I have no idea how you found this show, but I'm glad that you did. Hey, I'm John Hicks. Join me and my band of crazies today on the Retirement Solution Podcast.
1: Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. Thanks so much for joining us this week. And if you want more information on John and the entire team at J. Hagan Capital, if you have a retirement question for us too, just reach out to us on the website at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. John, just (laughs) back from California, Uh, Uh don't get me wrong. The people, uh, some of the people are still nice out there.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: I had a wake-up call, though. I have never wanted to come back from vacation early. But this one, I did. What part of California did you go to? Uh, So San Francisco and then a a brief trip to Napa and Sonoma as well. So So, uh,
0: San Francisco, home (gasps) of Nancy Pelosi.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Let me tell you about her home right
0: now. You
1: walk the streets, it reeks of urine. I'm not even kidding. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. It was gross. It
0: was disgusting. I'd read articles about shanty towns Mm -hmm. all over the place where they have just such a homeless population. Did you see all that, too?
1: Oh, yeah. And our Uber drivers told us, you know, they kind of incentivize the homeless there. So there's just these uh, tent camps along the interstates, the roads, and every street you go down uh, in popular tourist areas. I would say probably 60 percent of the restaurants there are boarded up right now Oh my because of COVID and or people just don't want to work. Uh, I had one of my Uber drivers admit that, you know, he sat out for six months and collected $3,000 a month and he just started driving again. Because, well, he had to, finally You think that's what the
0: Nancy Pelosi thing is? She wants the rest of the world to be just like her hometown there? I'm telling you Just absolute filth and and I don't even know what Yeah,
1: yeah Chanty towns It's Paying people to not work it's disgusting. I can um, tell you,
0: unreal. Yeah, Well, I'm glad I, I wasn't on that trip with you.
1: Well, <laughs> I will say, you know, I enjoyed the wine probably more. Okay, because fair <laughs> you
0: probably had a little bit more wine than typically <laughs> yes, you would have, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I, it was really a wake up call about where we might be headed, John. I, yeah. I honestly was looking at the businesses there and thinking there is no business, and at the same time, these people are taxed to death. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the area's just going downhill. The last time I was there was about three years ago. And Mm -hmm. I can't believe the change in just the last three years since I was last there. So uh, it does make you wonder where we're headed. There's so much happening right now in the headlines. But as we try to figure out what's next with this administration, there are a few proposals out there right now that I think make all of us want to say, John.
0: Come on, man. Come on, (laughs) man. Oh, come on, man.
1: I think you actually do Biden better than Biden does, though. Try Come on,
0: man. (laughs) Well, it's, it's better when he's mask on. Yes. I mean, they haven't masked him up in a while. Maybe they should. I'd I <laughs> oh, like to listen to should. him better when he had the mask on, I think.
1: <laughs> but right now we're hearing a lot from Washington. Uh, obviously, yeah. the Senate passed that infrastructure bill finally after a lot of wrangling. But the Tax Foundation recently crunched the numbers state by state. And this was interesting. They say the impact of the Biden tax proposals here will add up to about $304 in savings for average Kentuckians. That's according <laughs> to their survey. Yeah. Uh, what do you say, though? You've actually looked at the numbers.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that that's a very accurate depiction. When you look at the average Kentuckian, and let's be honest, guys, when, when, when you look at the average income for the state, it's not really all that great. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about the average person getting a whopping $303, I, I think that that doesn't tell really the story. I think when you look at the people that, that typically are gravitating to this show, people that have been, you know, doing a good job saving, people that have been working really hard, people that have been putting away money the best way that they can, I don't think that there's going to be a savings at all. I think it's going to be a dramatic increase in taxation over time. But of course, the, the whole group of people that listen to this station WHAS and listen to the show—they're probably not average, Jennifer. Right? Yeah. Probably well above average. As a matter of fact, it reminds me of the Lake Wobegon tales <laughs> by Garrison Keillor. If you ever <laughs> used to listen to him on Sunday morning, yeah, I used to, and he would say, uh, "What was it?" He was talking about the state of um, Minnesota, where all of the women are beautiful and all of the children are above average. <laughs> I think that's the listener here—gorgeous and above average. Anyway.
1: Yes, we like to think yeah, so, anyway.
0: Well, I know they are. So when you look at this, I think it's going to be much more expensive for the majority of us. And here's kind of the reason why. When you work through this tax proposal, first of all, uh, President Biden is, is really suggesting we raise the corporate tax rate. Now, for those of us that don't own corporations, some of us would say, well, who cares? You know, I mean, corporations should pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that when you look at uh, the United States from a competitive standpoint, we're not very competitive compared to to some of the other countries out there that are able to produce goods and services for a lot less expensive than we are because we have taxation that's a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I disagree that if the corporate tax rate increases, it doesn't hurt us. Why would I say that? Well, if you own any mutual funds or if you own any stocks out there, those are typically corporations. And those, if they have to pay more taxation, means they give less money to us. Which means that we don't get the higher dividends and or they don't grow as much so i think that could be a much more devastating punch than just having you know a small increase in taxation supposedly certainly not what the tax foundation found having an extra 300 bucks i think it's going to hurt us all everyone that saved well now the other thing and i think this is probably the most important part to me when you look at a lot of the pass-through businesses so for instance my company i have an s corp and I have some llcs and how we're established So when you look at all that, that typically passes through. So if you're a small business owner out there, you know what I'm talking about. So you you work in your business, and if your business does well, it passes through those tax incentives to you. Well, right now, it appears that he's actually going to have some increased taxation on all of those pass-through entities if they make a certain amount of money. Now, I think that could be really devastating for a lot of small business owners. Jennifer, when you look at it,
1: might be the I mean, final straw for a lot of them, right? I mean, yeah.
0: you think about it. So, 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 regardless of what industry you're in, let's say that you're a restaurant and you finally started making money back because you were, you know, in the hole for so long. So now, because you actually are trying to make up for lost time, you're out there trying to make money, and then all of a sudden, you have a higher tax bill after the government, the government, not not the citizens, the government put us out of business for a while, right? Yeah. So when you think about that, that seems to be kind of a double punch. Now, that's not the only group. Every small business that has a pass-through entity is going to potentially be affected by this, at least if they actually do well, if they make actual money. So I don't see how that is actually going to help our country at all. As a matter of fact, when you look at it, small businesses employ more than large businesses in the country, substantially more. I can't remember the statistic I saw, Jennifer. I think it was something like 62 or 63%. Maybe it's more of people are employed by small businesses. Wow. So when you look at those numbers, that's really staggering. On top of that, they want to increase the highest marginal tax bracket. Guys, haven't we been here before? When we had a higher tax bracket, the people at the top, like Ronald Reagan back in the day, he used to pay 90 cents on the dollar for every dollar he made <laughs> at a certain unreal. price point. So, and because of that, that's why he was elected, because he realized he did not have an incentive to work, because he's going to give more to the government than he keeps for himself. And here we talk about raising those tax brackets even higher. And then the capital gains increase. And all of us out there that have actually done a good job saving money and may have actually bought some real estate. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if your heirs had to pay their marginal tax rate on your real estate that they inherit? Uh, Can you imagine that? They're going to have to sell
1: it, most likely, right? Absolutely. To to sell it just
0: to pay the taxes. Not to include if they inherit a whole bunch of GE stock or UPS stock. or Take your pick on any stock. Mm -hmm. Something that had been in your family for maybe even generations. I've talked to a lot of you. You own some stocks that your family's had in banks or whatever for, I'm talking, generations. Can you imagine if when you pass away, they have to pay a 39.6% tax on that? That's just devastating to me. So when you look at this overall, I don't know how. I don't know how increasing taxes like this is going to stimulate an economy that's still trying to recover from the COVID nightmare of last year. Now, the market's rebounded, but our economy is not, guys. And on top of all that, we're seeing inflation in the five and a half, five point eight percent 5.8% range. So, guys, this is going to be problematic. So, I'm not so sure that uh, that these tax proposals that they're coming up with is going to do much good at all. Now, for me, I'm always against higher tax rates. Right. I just, I really yeah. am. I'm, I'm for, let's stimulate more growth. Let's stimulate more expenditures on good quality capital and people and services. Let's do it that way to generate more money. Let's don't just tax the snot out of people who've already worked hard for it. I don't think it's worthwhile. But when you look at this, guys, I think this is going to be, uh, potentially the beginning of another major downturn in the economy.
1: That's why right now is key in terms of tax planning. And I know it's August. Most of us put taxes in the rearview mirror months ago, John. But when we're talking about saving money on taxes, when you do some of that forward planning there with the team at Jay Hagen Capital, I mean, you guys are talking about real savings. And it's no offense to the Tax Foundation here, but I don't think $300 is going to make a huge difference in the lives of our listeners. But the kind of planning that you're doing with people right now could potentially save them a lot of money over time in the future. It's just about taking advantage of that GOP tax blessing while it lasts.
0: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I believe it was two weeks ago, I met with a couple who'd done a great job saving. They were just getting ready to think about retirement. They were about 65, 66-ish range. And they had saved about $1.5 million. Nice. Okay. Most all of it was in their 401ks that they were going to convert to an IRA. And when they realized, wow, that's a lot of money, but it's also all going to be, taxes are going to have to be paid on that when mm-hmm. they pull that money out. And they realized that, and we were talking about that, and we showed them if they left their current plan, what they would end up for income, and then we showed them if they actually incorporated what we call bracket management, where we manage the tax bracket and do all of the important things we can to shuffle the money to tax-free accounts it would potentially save them $387,000 over the course of their retirement. Wow. Now, the crazy thing is, is that one of their big questions to me was, hey, you know, John, I, you know, we, we feel like we saved really well, one and a half million bucks. But, you know, we heard recently that it may be over $300,000 for us to pay for health care out of pocket in retirement. Mm. Well, when we saw the tax savings, the tax savings that we projected more than than compensated for the yeah. amount of money they'd spend in their health yeah, so care. Yeah, care. So that's that. that is how big it could be to understand you know tax planning because not only do we do that, they now are so confident and comfortable that they're going to be able to pay for those health insurance bills. Now they're actually talking about doing more planning for vacations and gifting to the grandkids. Ah, now the that bad stuff is why we save our money, not yes. to go to health care, <laughs> right? not to go to the government. Yeah. Let's talk about getting on that uh, that cruise ship as soon as you will <laughs> take us. Or maybe not. I don't know about the floating Petri dishes. Thanks for listening. Want more from John? Find us online at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 9988- 2-7.